0: Welcome to Pop Culture Cake. The physical edition. And by that I mean we are all in the same room. And by all of us, I mean only three of us. Anyway, I'm here with Adam. Hello. And Steve. What up, Meat Space? And of course, my name is Brent, one of your many hosts. uh, And I am here to talk about Baby Driver. Uh, uh, We saw
1: that movie very recently. Um, Adam, what do you feel? How do you feel about the movie? Overall it was a a very satisfying picture, I mean it was interesting, the pacing of the film was good, I enjoyed all of the actors in it, they all did a fabulous job. It's not necessarily my favorite kind of movie, but for the money we spent I liked it. Steve?
2: So I love a good sort of romanticized crime drama and I think Baby Driver definitely delivered on that. I didn't really resonate with the main character, but I think John Hamm's character did such a good job. He literally drove the film for about ninety percent of it. For the ninety percent of the film he was there, I was fixated on him.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, I think that the main character is like a very actually like a particular trope. He's like a um, almost like a Keanu Reeves adjacent in that he doesn't have a lot of distinct personality. It's kind of like a wooden board, but it's a wooden board you want to root for. It's got a cute face drawn on it. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, that's like that's like that's like that that volleyball from uh, Castaway. It's suddenly a character, even though it's barely alive. And John Hamm is obviously excellent. I, I haven't seen any Mad Men, but I I can tell you that John Hamm is a is a dream. He's great in Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, he has a lot of uh, range there. I think that uh, that bats served as a great. Um, as a great, like, false flag villain. I mean, he was a bad guy, but he wasn't the main antagonist. And also, uh, Kevin Spacey filled that same role. look Like, setting himself up as the primary antagonist and ending up not being that, which was, of course, spoiler alerts, by the way, for Baby Driver. Uh, I, by the time this gets edited and, and put out anyway, it'll be like four fucking weeks old, but uh, it's uh, it ended up being uh, John Hamm. Um... What were your expectations? Because I know that I dragged you guys to see this movie, with very little warning. Uh, well, dragged is a bit much, don't you think? Oh, we, we, you're
1: right. We, we I, volunteered. <laughs> I threw you over my shoulder and
2: <laughs> picked us up with your strong arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, going in, I didn't. I only had the very basic understanding of the plot of the film. I knew it was a crime drama, and I knew there was going to be a lot of fancy card gimmicks, and there were. So I just was like, well, this will be an experience.
2: I had done a little bit of research on it because it was. Uh, I was having a discussion with my girlfriend about like, oh, what movie do you want to see? And Baby Driver was my vote, and hers was Baywatch. And so I'm glad that I saw Baby Driver, honestly. Um, but I did mean, you she, have
0: to see Baywatch?
2: No, I, I. mean, I haven't yet. I left to go visit uh, uh, visit you guys me. in Houston. Yeah. yeah, so
0: which is where we are currently. We are, right?
2: we are currently recording from the Summer Hill. Oh, we're plugging f- them. I don't or know or... I don't know if we should plug them. It's ah. just
0: yeah, it, it's a Summerhill find it. It is uh yeah, a a,
2: a converted La Quinta inn.
0: Oh, uh, you just keep plugging it though. No, but
2: it's not <laughs> anymore. The guy at the front desk was very adamant that it is no longer associated with that particular Yeah, but hotel I feel like chain.
0: you could that you given them what it is currently and what it was and how many La Quintas have been converted. Oh, okay, okay. You're, you're yeah, it's pretty
1: specific there, buddy.
0: <laughs> All right, so um, uh, uh, I
2: don't even get to say my piece because I was too busy plugging this spectacular (laughs) Inn and Suites. Yeah. So, what was your piece? Tell me.
1: Expectations Baywatch was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
2: so I, yeah, I was excited, and I actually I wanted to immediately slap you down about there being too much car or being an. I disagree that there was a lot of car stuff in it. I thought it was fairly. Compared to, like, Fast and the Furious, 18 hours of, like, shifter porn, this was very subtle and well done that it was mostly, like, oh, he's changing into reverse or he's pulling his emergency brake. That was about it
0: instead yeah. of, like, pedals,
2: sweet, oh, look at his feet, <clears throat> weird bullshit. So.
0: And I think you can actually limit, like, count, like, that he had four or five specific car sequences. Um, it wasn't like the entire movie was a uninterrupted car sequence. This movie has a lot of uh, uh, similarities to on a very shallow level uh, driver with uh, Ryan Gosling it's a, about a getaway driver who is not about that life anymore and uh, through some you know uh, intervention from a female uh, uh,
1: uh, he a reverse gets, femme fatale
0: yeah he gets out of the he gets out of that lifestyle in a, in a very violent end so it's Actually, quite similar. Uh, I think the themes are very different because Ryan Gosling's character was very violent and did not have any issues hurting people.
2: Almost like literally, by the definition, amoral. Yeah, driver. he
0: really did not care. Uh, Baby Driver, Baby, the the protagonist, is very against violence. In uh, in that it causes him a lot of stress, causes him a lot of duress. He doesn't want any part of it. You, there, are, there's a, a scene where. Bats, the character played by Jamie Foxx, um, is, is assaulting uh, some uh, security tr- truck drivers and uh, Baby pulls the truck forward so he doesn't have to see what's happening. and it, It's great. And I, love, I love that he's constantly editing the soundtrack of his life in, in real time, like reversing a song, pausing it, and then playing it again based on what's happening. Uh, it's. I think it's a little bit of magical realism in that a lot of the characters will uh, wait for him to do that. You know what I mean? Will follow along. Um, I do love that 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 with the way they built up John Hem as a villain is actually very me- meticulous. They 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 introduce very early on that he used to be a wheelman, a wheelman I should say, and uh, his girlfriend uh, at one point tries to let the audience know, really she's speaking to bats that he's someone you don't want to fuck with and it comes off as like a like a mild retort to uh to bats's like scathing criticism of who the john hem character is but it turns out to be that no actually uh john hem is a crazy motherfucker
1: yeah um and to be fair, when I say car gimmicks, for me, that means anything not driving my car around town. (laughs) So uh, anything that's truly terrifying to me qualifies as gimmicks. So uh, you're right that it wasn't as over the top, and it was rather well done within its work. I actually agree with Brent here that the The strongest part of this film overall was the soundtrack, because there was never a minute of the movie where there was not soundtrack. Even if a song wasn't playing, the tinnitus was ringing in his ears.
0: Yeah, I did notice that that the tinnitus was ringing, and I love that small detail there. Uh, And Edgar Wright, the director and writer of this movie, had worked on Ant-Man, or had had tried to work on Ant-Man, who was very passionate about the project. It's actually very infamously... He uh, was removed from the project before he could complete it because of creative differences with Disney. And, uh, you know, I wonder how well Baby Driver will do because this is kind of like his rebound film, you know, a chance for him to to show Disney how they fucked up and let him go. And in that sense, you know, if you have seen Ant-Man, how do you think it compares? If you have not seen Ant-Man, do you think that this was a good, like, middle finger to the critics? So I have seen Ant-Man,
2: and I love Paul Rudd, and I, I found myself fairly satisfied by Ant-Man in its sort of playfulness, where it dealt with a, a superhero that is not particularly serious. I mean, the comics have gone into all sorts of like serious ramifications of, of like who he is as a person and things like that, but sort of at face value for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man is a dude that gets small, and then gets big, spoiler alert, for uh, Civil War. But And so I... Something that I enjoyed to some extent in Ant-Man and a, a much greater extent in this was the dialogue. I thought the writing was—I I will go so far as to say that I don't feel like the soundtrack was the strongest part of the movie for me, but it was really the dialogue, and it was—it was almost for the same moment—is that like whenever the, like the dialogue stayed extremely snappy and extremely precise in its use of language in sort of conveying characterization which I loved. I absolutely loved because it's such a great way to build a character and sort of learn, learn, as, as the audience member, sort of learn who these people are through that. And then also some physicality. Like there was some dancing at the beginning that I did not like at all. But there was also a lot of work done where individuals were doing the thing where they each have one earbud in. And that sort of forced proximity was used both for sort of Mildly threatening situations with John Hamm, like some sort of like male camaraderie with John Hamm, and then also like some some sort of almost necessary romance and physical proximity with the with the love interest, uh,
1: Deborah. I did not see Ant-Man, but thinking of it as a middle finger to Disney is interesting. I uh, while I was watching the film, I I hadn't even considered it, but in a lot of ways, it is. It's a gritty, dark. It's not Handman. it's it's dealing with some really serious big issues facing any criminal organization and coercion violence somebody who's trapped within a system i mean it i wouldn't say that he did it to say disney screw off but it's definitely a strong position for him to rebuild for after disney dismissed him and uh yeah and i think that there was a very a
0: very like clear underlying optimism, you know, in, in amongst all of that dark uh, territory that baby was living in. Um, he had a very good relationship with his dad, foster father, I should say. Uh, and the dialogue I do agree was really good, uh, but I think that it was good in spite of the actors, in the sense that uh, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Kevin Spacey. And this is weird for me to say that in, to include J- uh, Jamie Fox in this, but they're all seasoned actors, so they're nailing their they're nailing their cues on, on a level that um, that the female that John Han- I'm sorry the woman John Ham's uh, girlfriend and Deborah and Baby were not hitting on. They were uh, obviously a, a step below, and I think that Baby you know um, really benefits from the fact that it's part of his character that he doesn't communicate that often so it, it 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 that is kind of a crutch or like a way to hide the fact that the dialogue coming out of him seemed stifled uh, but for his love interest it, it it she unfortunately had to do a lot of the leading between them and it's not unfortunate uh, for her i just think that that maybe she was having difficulty bringing weight to some of it because it is very it was very like Prototypical like sudden love between two young people and I think she's near the end when she starts to become into her own and not just a love interest when she's like a, a, a you know temporarily a uh, you know um, an accomplice an accomplice thank you yep. uh, she really started to nail like, f- like fire in all cylinders and I was really feeling her character then but it was at the very end of the movie I also like that uh that although that although uh, baby through his very well like uh, led driving skills and through his very sudden and unexpected parkour skills uh, uh, was able to, to get revenge on the people that he needed to get revenge on uh, and I and I also love that he still didn't get away with it that there was not a immediate happy ending he had to suffer the consequences of decisions he had made. Um, What did you guys think about that?
2: So I actually did not enjoy that sort of level of optimism that occurred at the end of the movie. I think the movie, the ending of the movie for me, or the most logical ending point was on the bridge, like they have that one second of like, this is it, we've escaped. And then they're like, police barricade. And him just giving himself up and like staring at her in that last moment of like, you don't belong to this world. And, like, that failure, I thought, was a much more poignant moment to end the movie than to then have, like, a montage of him going to prison and, and like, character witnesses talking about how he was a nice boy and then, like, l- either escaping into fantasy as he awaits release or leaving. I feel like that's sort of, I, I, I don't think it's, like, Inception ambiguous kind of stuff but it was, le- they, you know, it, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I, was ar- I was over it at that point. I had had my like, cathartic moment with the movie and then it just kept going and I, 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 disen- I had already disengaged.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, I see what you're saying with that, but at the same time, you might argue that the entire movie is more or less a fantasy that he's constructing around himself. I mean the fact that he tries to ignore the violence as brent brought up where he just like it's not happening if i'm not paying attention to it directly you know and then there's those two rather odd vignettes within the movie where it's in black and white and you'll notice that in both of them the clothing is radically different and the style of car and the environment around them and it shows him growing over time and that's I would say that while he is a wooden character for the most part because he doesn't communicate his eyes are pretty much covered the entire movie with a few exceptions we see him develop more through what's not being said the music the images his re- his actual interactions with the people around him no matter how subtle they may be i mean i, and I agree
0: with that because uh very early on in the movie, he doesn't want to interact with uh, the violence. He doesn't want to pay attention to the violence, and slowly throughout the film, he starts to increase his defiance to these other criminals. Um, uh, going from uh, uh, first preventing bats from killing the, the 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 Navy Seal or whatever that guy was, and and then to full on holding the pistol, you know, refusing to let him go on. And you know, to be fair. Uh, in that situation, it was, he was trying to protect Deborah, his love interest, but he was slowly escalating his unwillingness to, com- to be uh, silent in the face of these things that he disagreed with. I mean, going so far as to kill John Hamm, you know, realizing that, that it's true, I can't come out of this unscathed, you know what I mean, I can't uh, keep my hands clean forever and if I want to know that I'm safe, I'm gonna have to, to, to take this defiance to a whole other level. Um, I thought the music was great. I, I really loved the music. I, I didn't mind the dancing scene in the beginning. I thought it was very, I thought the whole movie was actually very reminiscent of like a 80s, 90s movie in the sense that um, it didn't rely a lot on just huge explosions or bombastic stuff. Uh, and that that the, the cuts were very simple. the, the story was very simple. Um, in that sense driver was very much like this too. Um, any final thoughts on the movie guys?
2: I thought it in a lot of ways it oozed style, which I, I, I love in film and I feel like it's something that we're leaving behind in the sort of Michael Bay who is honestly like the pop culture discussion punching bag so I'm not going to go into that but I uh, just the the this I do appreciate it in terms of a stylistic piece that baby baby did literally dance through life you know when he was good and like spill coffee all over the place when he was not and that John Hamm's like demise was met with like an, like a, a completely like unnecessary amount of fiery explosion but because i can see that it is sort of like it is a magical realism it is a it is it is a stylistic piece through the use of like you know consistent musical accompaniment and things like that which i thought you know thinking and riffing on that a little bit i thought maybe was a little bit more effective in something like birdman where there was a little more magic in your realism but I thought it was still very effective in terms of, of telling a dynamic story and sort of creating a world, telling a story in it, and neatly sort of collapsing it in on itself and showing credits.
1: Agreed, and going off of the oozing of style, what was interesting is I'm gonna talk about actual fashion and style within this movie because you mentioned that it felt like an 80s, 90s movie. I, I even remarked to Steve after we saw the film, I never would have imagined seeing John Hamm in that haircut. It was just, it worked for him. and the problem i had or it's not a problem it was actually very good for the film is i couldn't tell for the longest time what decade it was set in i mean i kept guessing throughout the movie until they started showing ipods everywhere i was like okay so it's got to be in the 2000s and then eventually i was like uh, it has to be this very decade but it almost lends it a more timeless modern piece the style is well executed
0: yeah, oh, and, and to that point, there's a word that, I, that I'm forgetting right now that talks about um, when you have uh, uh, modern pieces of technology in an older setting. Anachronistic. And yeah, anachronistic. Thank you. Because uh, in baby's youth, he has an iPod. That means it's, he's talk, we're talking about 2002, 2004, something like that. But they're all dressed like they're in the 50s or 60s. The car is old. You yeah, know what in I mean? The past, yeah, yeah, and and there's just a lot of that small stuff that I think that keeps the film a little bit more timeless. That it uses old iPods, kind of keeps it more timeless. It's not uh, it's not completely beholden to like a no-name iPod from two thousand nine,
1: right? And I think that's kind of what the director's point and what the movie was was to say this story, simple, direct, clear, stylish is timeless i mean this is the sort of thing that resonates with all people throughout the last 50 60 years yeah to work hard and then to get away
0: from the system um briefly i gotta i gotta jump in i gotta talk about this because i don't think we're going to do an episode on this and 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 because i i really don't want to uh the newest transformer movie sucks it is really bad. I don't know. Have you guys seen it yet? Oh, God, no. You haven't seen it? Have you seen it?
1: I gave up on those movies a long time ago.
0: It's really bad. It's not only bad. It's bad for a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Oh, dear. Frequently, like, throughout the film, there are scenes that are shot in IMAX, which is not a problem. It's actually very beautiful. Uh, the problem is that he doesn't wait to finish scenes to come out, out, of, out of IMAX. It'll, like, cut to Mark Wahlberg talking and the aspect ratio is IMA, IMAX aspect ratio, and then it'll switch to the person that he's talking to, and it's a regular, like, 16 by 9 or whatever. So you see it go from widescreen to where the top ends get filled out. It is a really bad movie. It's sloppy. It's a <laughs> shitty movie. It's fucking bad. So much so that I feel like it's, it's like, Michael Bay was, like, you know... I'm gonna get paid a fuckload of money for this, and this is gonna be the last one I do. So I'm just gonna completely fuck it up as much as possible. Who gives a shit?
2: Do you really think it's gonna be the last one he'll do?
0: It's the, yeah, no. I think it's, it's, it's I think it's well documented at this point. It's not the last one they're gonna make. They've already talked about a Bumblebee spinoff because he speaks in this film. For the first, for the first time, although he does speak at the end of the first Transformers movie, I think yes, um, he does. I re- that's the one I did see. And that they're also going to have a proper Transformers sequel that has like Optimus Prime in the gang. Uh, anyway, this movie was a convoluted bullshit mess. It was a, it's based around a very simple MacGuffin, get the thing, because the, the Decepticons want the thing. And if they get the thing, we'll be fucked. So get the thing. And then they get the thing. But how they get to it uh, is like a bunch of left-right turns, followed by spirals, followed by jumping jacks, followed by uh, like three-hour-long acid trips. Unfortunately, I've seen the movie twice. And it was a very long experience both times. Who hurt you? (laughs) Why did you deserve that? Well, I don't know. It just happened to be that way. And the second time, I slept through a lot of it, uh, so it was a much better experience.
1: I mean, as soon as I saw that swords were a thing against giant robots, I was like,
0: bye. Yeah, and it's so weird that like that's the thing that I that that, that doesn't offend me nearly as much as. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, swords wielded by giant robots. People no, like, humans are using a sword. Human broadsword
1: versus giant robot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, to, this is... Oh. No,
0: to that, there is a... Yeah, it's like an Arthurian sword. It's Excalibur. It's, it's an, essentially an Excalibur. It's magic. That's... Oh, it's that's not a, magic. It's technology. But oh, any, gross. They even go as far as to quote Arthur C. Clarke to say any, any advanced technology is sufficient... To like...
2: For those of you playing along at home, the quote is: "Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable
0: from magic." Yeah, well, you are Mark Wahlberg now in the film. Oh God, that's oh God. Because they have a moment where Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wa- Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg oh, dear Mark Wahlberg, says that, and the and the love interest was very Megan Foxy. She's actually
1: uh, Megan uh, Foxy is awesome. Megan Foxy.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> she also plays the mom from. From Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt's mom, I think.
1: Oh, really? Which is a huge downgrade
0: for me. Yeah, because be. like, like even like a brief scene in that one movie is m- far superior to her well, her I'm getting air quotes well developed character in this film. <laughs> anyway, so they have a conversation. It's like he says the quote. She turns to him. She goes, "Off the clock. I'm impressed." And he goes, "Yeah. Look, I'm not educated. Uh, zero zero uh, uh, a school debt lady or something like that." Because and then they eventually fall in love or, or for some reason or for some purpose i don't exactly know because it wouldn't be a transformers movie without it well yeah i guess so I, but, but mark Wahlberg also said that he's not going to come back for another transformers movie so they really put a lot of effort into this relationship for no payoff
2: nothing revs my engine
0: like giant robots though oh yeah no and that's right. the that's the truth because i still love grimlock there's a oh scene, my god yeah there's that's a scene in this movie where grimlock is eating a cruiser and Mark Wahlberg rolls up on Grimlock and tells him to spit it out like a giant fucking dog. And it is the most adorable thing I have ever seen. Because Grimlock spits out the car and then shoves his his nose into the dirt ashamed. It's great. That's great. The rest of the
1: movie, trash. Really bad. Well, for my giant robot buck, I would prefer the Power Rangers at this time. Did you see Whoa, the Power Rangers? the Power Rangers movie? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. What? Did you watch it? No. I've watched it. What did yeah, you think? It was interesting. I mean... I mean, I was a Power Rangers fan as a kid. So yeah, I was me like, too. I have to. It's like watching Toy Story three. I agree,
0: <laughs> but it was also like a.
1: I, I had to watch it because I'm a Power Rangers fan. There was actually no option for me. But it wasn't. You know, it wasn't great. It was a long episode, but I mean, giant robots. Dude. Yeah. Enjoy the giant robots.
2: But they did the same thing they did with Transformers that I feel like gutted the whole intellectual property. Was yeah. they were like hey instead of how transformers were like basic ish shapes that kind of made sense and you could see the transformation they were like how about we use all this levers and gears and bullshit like every transformation was like eight minutes long if you know like they're like oh i fucking grew a leg out by reconfiguring all of these little metal panels and like I saw the toys. I saw the toys, and I was like, "This is bullshit."
1: So the engineer is upset with the mechanics. Okay. Well, no, because actually,
2: they hired on as a consultant a guy that did little animations of like mm-hmm. actual transforming things. They're like, "This guy is going to make it really realistic," and I'm like, "God damn it! I want Megatron to be a full size, like you know, ten foot tall robot that turns into a handgun that a kid could use. I don't care."
1: Well, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I just it was better in terms of giant robots that's all the
0: zords weren't uh, nearly as complicated they weren't like in the, in the Transformers movies they, they're frequently made of like shards of metal that somehow maintain shape and function and the zords were more coherent than that but I still don't understand how they became yeah the well Megazord. I don't think any of us do yeah that. no the I, T-Rex had four no I'm sorry the trisot the Triceratops <laughs> oh my over god over two dinosaurs were, no you know what podcast over guys we're calling it a day I'm flipping the table. <laughs> <laughs> the trito- the fuck. triceratops. The tricer- Do you need to take five. And uh, yeah, the try <laughs> I'm gonna keep this in too because I don't feel like editing it out. The triceratops <laughs> had six legs. Why? I don't know. I he mean, had he had six legs. It was either that or the mastodon had six legs. One of them had six legs. It's upsetting. But anyway, it, it was that was a perfectly fine movie. It, it didn't offend me at all. It was just like fine. This is fine.
2: I'm, uh, for my counterpoint, I would like to plug the classic film, The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, as the one true <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers cinematic experience. I would
0: say that this one's better than that one. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, they have actually the Megazords used in both are like oddly similar, but the, this one is much better. No. It's significantly better, no. yeah. The only thing about that movie that is at all redeemable is that when they made the suits out of hard plastic PVC pieces, because they looked like shit, and also because the cat eyes on the helmets were uh, high-beam headlights, and Ivan Ooze, those are the three I, redeeming things. Yeah, I was about to say, I have Ivan two Ooze. words
2: for you guys, Ivan Ooze. It yeah, was I, pretty great. End of story. Great. But
0: Ivan Ooze is also like this weird like Jewish caricature, he's kind of racist. I'm just saying. Oh, don't
1: destroy his child. Yeah, I was about to say, I I will
2: admit I haven't watched that since I was probably 12. But They
1: don't hold up so well. What about the Turbo movie? You mean the racing snail? No, like... (laughs) We could talk about that. I mean, White white Shadow. Like,
0: that was the one quote I had from that movie. I never Um, saw it. It was okay, I guess. I don't remember. I did have the Turbo Megazord. Oh, yeah, but they had the the Power Rangers Turbo movie. They made
2: it... Well, Oh, I don't know if the Turbo Megazord... Is the Turbo Megazord the one that just came after the sort of Ninja Samurai shtick they went on, a la the movie? Oh man, it you also, guys are nerding
1: out
0: so hard right now. It also came, I think, and the internet can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it came after Zeo also.
2: Oh, okay, then I have no fucking clue what that is.
0: It's made of cars. Was it made of cars? Yeah. Then it's the right Megazord. Well, you don't know what Zeo is? No. What are you talking about? That's the one that's right after Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
1: Well, but new Boyfriend
2: Power Rangers had like eight seasons or yeah. something with different Megazords. Yeah,
1: because one of those seasons was Zeo. I am sorry. Not all of us have a photographic memory about the, the progression <laughs> of the swords. I don't, yeah, know yeah, we we don't know we don't I was, <laughs> <what> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
2: there. say, all right, let me break it down for you. There's the original Megazord with like Tyrannosaurus and all that mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, they had the this, next one I remember.
0: It's a samurai.
2: Is the well no, it's the ninja one.
0: Yeah, well yeah, yeah there's the ninja one well, it's where, but he's a samurai
2: then the samurai one no yeah yeah the ninja one is like still animals and then there's the samurai one where they're like
1: all of this information Japanese can buildings, buildings on the internet
2: or something
0: no you, okay I, I kind of see what you're coming but what okay here's, here's what I'll say they were all, well, so the, the, the ninja th- one was made out of the red dragon remember the red Chinese dragon yes he, he could become a zord on his own correct and then he would form up with the other ones but what did he look like he looked like a oh, samurai Oh shit there
2: are multiple samurai ones then in my
0: head There's also an actual Samurai Power Ranger that came out well, way after But our I time. don't
2: no no okay hold on so Now
0: we're going to look this up This yeah. is, this is great yeah. podcasting So just just to be clear this is what I remember I remember it going with the original cast it, it went Power Rangers Power Rangers Alien uh, something when they had were temporarily indisposed because they were young and they had the Water Alien Rangers take care of business then Zeo then Turbo then Lost in Space, and then that was the ending to the that timeline, although the other, all the other Power Rangers subsequent would, like, somewhat share that timeline with them. Um, and then it was Lost Galaxy, Wild Force, and now I'm getting to the point where I don't exactly... Time Force? It might have been Time Force, then Wild Force. And now we're at the point where I don't exactly remember where we are. And if you have not yet gotten to the web page in like by the end of this diatribe, we are gonna move on. Well,
2: yeah, okay. So I have this like random Pinterest image oh, here. Yeah, okay, and I can, okay, but, but you can kind of figure out what's going on here, right? Okay. So there's like the original Megazord. Yes. And then it had its green that's Green the, Ranger dinosaur.
0: That's the Dragon Zord.
2: No, no, that's the that's, that's gr- the Dragon sword No, the next one is the Dragon
0: sword No, the left one is the oh no, that's the Dragon sword No,
2: that's that is the dinosaur Zord. That's the Green Ranger's like Godzilla ripoff thing that comes out of the ocean. Yeah, from the flute. Yeah, exactly. And then there's there's these guys, which this is the guy with, That's the samurai that's one. That's the one that you're calling the Samurai one. There's the white tiger, White Ranger Tiger Power. Uh-huh. They, and then they fuse together, which is the one sort of the second row there. Uh-huh. Then there's the one from the movie.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And then there's this one, which I called the samurai one, but it's like made out of buildings. Like they're each <laughs> No, they're each like humanoid. Each individual Zord is a humanoid that then turns into a bigger humanoid. Like one humanoid becomes like the arm of the whole thing. I, anyway,
0: I the, get it. The original Mighty Morphin uh, Megazord and the Dragon Zord are
1: the best Zords. Literally, literally, they are the best. They are. Well, tune in next time to hear Steven Brent break down the progression of Saiyan powers from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I would be happy to do that. Also, <laughs> Big, Big
2: Bad Beetleborgs, <laughs> <laughs> VR Force. Big Bad oh,
1: man.
0: Beetleborgs. Anytime you bring it up, I'm going to do the intro. So. Well, we that's should, great. We I mean, it,
2: I I did the White Ranger Tiger Power for a second there.
0: We should keep. It's you know how how dangerous it is to talk about the White Power Ranger. No, The no. White Power Ranger. Ah,
1: got it, man. Yeah, okay. Just sure.
0: saying. Well, that's I'm just. That's oh, why I. we spe- sa- saying. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, forgive me. So. I, I I will. <laughs> So let's, let's get into the next topic, which is – this is a very impromptu, uh, 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 lackadaisical, and it might end up being the better format. Who knows? You won't find out until six weeks from now when I finally edit the, the podcast that I recorded six weeks from now. But it's a weird never-ending cycle. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the next movie that we're going to talk about is Wonder Woman. Um I saw Wonder Woman and I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really good. I liked that the, that, the, that the Amazonian women were not all a single color. I really loved that they were they had uh, women of color in, in positions of power. Um, and like from there on out I really didn't give a fuck because I was so happy with how how well they handled that because uh, it easily could have been like blonde Caucasian and like nothing else. Uh, nothing else represents femininity like, like that. But no, they had a very diverse group of people, and they had diverse opinions, and they weren't at all beholden to a lot of the tropes that women get forced into in film. Um, even they even tried to, in, in, in some way, they even looked like they were going to lean away from the general superhero trope of, like, there being one source of all evil. And I thought, like, oh, wow, they're really going to really attack man and not necessarily. I'm not talking about men, like the male gender, but the humanity. Human, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Attacks man, like men. Humanity's uh, 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 a general um, preference to literally fuck up everything good that we ever take care of or bring into the world by they're, blowing it all up.
1: Yeah, through the subtle means of war. Yeah,
0: and they they kind of copped out by having Ares be this big blue lightning badass, but also. Also, World War II still happens in—I'm assuming—in the timeline, and and that means that just because Ares dies, it doesn't stop what we do. I think
2: they actually like they—they they had that punch lined up when uh, she kills that colonel, mm-hmm. and there's that moment where like we, the audience, could have that—you know—could like see Diana realize like it's not—that's not it. Or like, like I, that you know,
1: killing just one man. Killing
2: just one man doesn't stop a conflict, even if the man is a lightning shooting badass. Which I thought was, I thought was lame. Honestly, I thought it was, I thought it was like, ah, well, we need some big CGI fight. Like we paid all this money, we have all these people rendering, you know, fancy lightning shit. Might as well make make them fight. But I think it would have been much better. Again, if it had ended a little bit earlier, if she had like stabbed that dude and been like, I killed the god of war. What's going on? and then they have to like face the like the realities of war like yeah she struck a blow against that military unit or that military movement but then they had to fi- you know they had to figure out a way to actually stop the conflict and maybe she didn't succeed she doesn't you know like it, as satisfying as it is for the superhero to like single-handedly stop world war 1 like that that didn't need to happen and I think that that was an opportunity to re—I mean, beholden to the studio and the advertisers and all the other people that actually make the movies we watch. Aside, I re—you know—I—I I, I would love a fan edit where like that happens, and they're like, "Well, f- shit, what do we do now?" But well, I'm also a postmodern loser. So.
1: <laughs> well, going all uh, historian on you. Uh, first of all, I love this movie. I thought it was a very well done feature. Uh, Wonder Woman, just as a, they put too much weight on it to begin with because it happened to be a woman superhero. And I mean, I think the Onion put it best: America now willing to accept that Wonder Woman is in fact a woman. So the point is, is that this was always going to be an interesting film, but uh, the the context of the film is really important to remember. That would actually complicate your point, which is the whole end of this movie is Ares is desperately trying to prevent the armistice from going through. This is Germany is just about defeated. They're being pushed back. This is one to two months from the end of the war where very little fighting occurred. This is the last gasp. So even if it had stopped with her killing the colonel, it might actually have ended World War one anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that's an important thing to remember. but I agree it would have been interesting to have her realize that, oh dear, you can't fix it this way. But then again, she does, because this is set in the context of Batman versus Superman, where in that movie she says fighting solves nothing. She's already a jaded person. She saw World War II, Korea, Vietnam. By the time Batman and Superman falls out, so what we're actually seeing is the beginning of the end in this movie Mm -hmm. for, for her commitment to war so that's an important thing to remember
2: oh absolutely it is a young diana prince or diana of just say diana That's Themis- fine or whatever yeah and no that is a very good point that she is that we, yeah we see her at the beginning and as you recall the sort of the amazon's purpose was to influence the conflicts of mankind and to try and guide us toward Con- like Constructivism rather than destructive
1: behavior. Right. Um, by the way, you guys have both mentioned now the CGI battle at the end against Ares. I don't know if you had the moment, but when he stepped out of his fire thing, I also was like. Also, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Good catch.
1: Yeah, watch out for that. I think <laughs> we said so at the beginning. I'm nailing it. Yeah. But, I mean, I was just like, is this Sauron? Did they just copy Sauron? He even had the helmet and everything. I, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> I did
2: really enjoy how, as it was like forming around him, he like smooched yeah, eye that holes. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't like how, even when he was all Aries tastic, he was the still dopey looking.
1: Yeah, I like, don't think they cast the right individual. He's a, a fabulous actor. Oh, he's a spectacular actor. But he was. Well, not, they they cast him for the sole purpose to mislead the eye. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I mean, CGI just...
2: his freaking face
0: yeah I mean I agree once he once he had the helmet on you could have just had everything else be black yeah, turn and, him into like and, a volcano god or yeah something. yeah you just have red eyes coming out of the darkness of his badass helmet that's true um but yeah his mustache is yeah. what is what kills it yeah I mean, yeah it doesn't the man work the man is a is like a very su- a squirrely looking man as it is but that mustache is uh uh
1: beyond
0: um beyond uh, uh the opposite of threatening just yeah
1: well we've we've criticized pretty much the CGI battle there but I would like to offer this criticism, that the movie, necessarily because there was so much pressure put on it, followed a safe and predictable pattern within the film. And so much so, and it could just be because I've watched too many superhero movies, but I knew exactly who the villain was when she walked into the parliament and he looked at her funny. I was like, well, oh, there he is. That's that's, yeah, that's the whole movie now. As much as I, as I w- would love
0: to just say that I'm also completely uh, clairvoyant I did not see that that reveal, and when it did happen, I was like, "Oh well, fuck me, I should have known." But uh, I did not catch it. I thought that it was it was a very safe movie, but it also had very, um, very uh, uh, soft moments that that allowed, you know, that allowed her to to be strong without the like not at, to be strong without it being at the behest of a man. You know what I mean? And also introduce some some male uh, some softness in the male characters um, to really kind of edge off their the what could have been a very very toxic interaction Mm -hmm. between them. I I think
2: there's the opportunity there's the opportunity to sort of be mad at the movie. Oh, I'm not. No, but I mean, uh, but I think to sort of allow that idea to breathe for a second that this was sort of progressive like this was one of this was a a female-led movie with a female director in the comic book universe and yes it was it was soft around the edges and they did follow like the recipe to the letter and that is i mean to some extent that is infuriating to be like this is the best we get and i do want to also send send a message to the other side that this was great
1: yeah, it was. honestly
2: like if if it takes us a million incremental steps like this uh, to right. tell interesting stories from other people's points of view then let's make those steps and I think if, if we have to do it like in the safest babyest way possible because we're our capitalism and we're investing billions of dollars our secretary of the the treasury our se- our bankrolled this movie because yeah. this is not a political party. But anyway, like a lot of money was thrown at this project, and they have to be safe with it.
1: Right, and, it, and it, it, again, it was by necessity. Yeah.
2: And that infuriates me, honestly. And
1: that's understandable, but I actually think Brent's point, it, 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 it comes out when it's talking not just about putting a strong female lead who is still soft and feminine, but also the softening of the male support actors. Mm-hmm. They, that in particular, I was really happy with the supporting characters. You know, the little squad that forms up around her. That they, you know, there's a coward in there, and that he's still much as much of a hero as any of them at the end. And it, so we're seeing kind of in a a somewhat of a deconstruction of the rah rah male heroism that we've seen in a lot of these movies, yeah. particularly Captain America and his squad. Absolutely, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I also think that it is a little it is a little kitsch. It is a little. Uh, um, this little played out that she says at the end that love is her, is her like call to action. But also, you know, there shouldn't be a problem with that. You know, if, if a female, if a woman, I, I do apologize. I, I, I'm just trying to clarify the gender. If a woman decides that her call to action is fucking stakes, she can do that. That should be her prerogative. Yeah, right. And that Wonder Woman sees the, the, the potential in man and that that potential is through love, that's great. It, it, it's, it's important to maybe uh, catch your cynicism before it, it engulfs you, because it is very easy to say, well, why couldn't you just be a badass to be a badass? But it's also within her right to be a badass for whatever reason. She wants to be a badass, and that's important. There are a lot of little girls out there who are going to see that. Yeah, I can be strong and I can be feminine. And I can be strong, and I can also be not feminine. That's my choice. Because there are, there were Amazonians who were part of the crew, mm-hmm. who are not, who are not at all, you know, cl- like proto, like classical, uh, uh, you know, patriarchal. What a woman should feminine. What a feminine woman should be. Like they were not that at all. And there were women who were like that, and that's fine. It it was a, it run the it run the gamut, I think, as best as it could, given the constraints that it was probably under. Mm-hmm. And it also was. It's also concerning that this movie had to be good. You yeah. You know what I mean? It, it. It. There was that.
1: There was no leniency. It was tremendous pressure from so many different groups.
0: Yeah. Like whereas Man of Steel could be bad. And, and was.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Superman Returns
0: could be bad. I know you disagree. And Batman Returns. Not Batman Returns. That was fine. Batman and Robin and Batman Forever and all these other superhero movies that come out with male leads can be bad because it's, there's gonna be another Batman movie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if this movie had not been good, there might never have been another Wonder Woman movie. It didn't even have the option to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. So for it to hit on so many cylinders, in spite of its constraints, in spite of the limiting nature of, this, of its universe that it's in, is, is, a, is a testament to how great uh, women can be in any field, if you just gave them the chance. Yeah,
2: and I think, actually, this this is a good time to give a shout-out to the the lead uh, the lead actor, Gal Gadot, who uh, was Miss Israel, mm-hmm. uh, a sergeant in the Israeli Defense Force, and filmed, at least part of this movie, pregnant.
1: Yes, uh, uh, three right, months like, pregnant, yeah.
2: Like, taking away the fact that we put so much weight on Wonder Woman to be like, this is your shot, girls, you got to be strong like Wonder Woman, like, that casting decision of, like, someone that... Like, legitimately could probably destroy any, any of us.
1: Okay, almost certainly. Like,
2: just throw over her shoulder and, like, go for a sprint. <laughs> like, with the amount of training she did to, to do this movie. Um, is, is spectacular and I think is, is almost a better motivator. Because she is, a real, she is a real person. She's not a fictional idea that a bunch of dudes wrote up and drew pictures of. Like, she as a woman is also, I think, like, a role model. Which I think is almost more valuable than the character. The fact, also the fact that her daughter can go around and say that my mom is Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty. That's good. That's good playground talk.
0: That's badass. I mean, yeah. and also like she had someone had tweeted out to Chris uh, to uh, to um, Chris Pine. No, Thor. Ah, yeah, Liam Helmsworth? No, that's Chris Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth is his younger brother. Oh. So Chris Hemsworth got tweeted at... This is why I just use character names. So Chris Hemsworth got tweeted at the who would win in the fight, Wonder Woman or Thor. And he uh, said Wonder Woman would would whoop his ass. And it's not just pandering, right? Because literally, Wonder Woman, the character, is so powerful, she would have beat the donkey shit out of Thor. (laughs) And it's not, and, it, and it's a little unfair because she is from DC. DC's. DC's right, characters yeah, run. Yeah, they run on the they run on the the god tier level of right. Because she power. is, she's a demigoddess. Yeah, and she goes toe to toe with Superman, frequently. And kicks his ass. Yeah, and I think that the only time that that you see that you see Superman win out over Wonder Woman are already very questionable, uh, situations that are questionable for. I think that they're they're more they're. Their treatment of women, to be honest, comics and a lot of nerd culture, is very toxic masculinity. Hmm. It's, it, it it is a very I- I- exclusive kind of group. It's like a boys' club, and they want to pretend like it's not. So for this movie to do so well, to break ex- ex- to beat its expectations, I'm I'm really happy with the film, and I can't wait to see Wonder Woman two. I'm actually only excited to see Wonder Woman two out of that lineup. Yeah, I not don't a great give lineup. Up. I don't give a fuck about Justice League. I don't give a fuck about Man of Steel 2. I will care about Batman, but even then, it looks like it's a very troubled production. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, just to pivot a little bit away from our very. We love feminism, and this is fun. We I get it. <laughs> we're, we're liberals. liberals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the actual uh, production of the film. I really, I mean, the soundtrack was the soundtrack. It was a superhero movie. There was lots of woo doo doo doo, but um, the lighting in the film I found was particularly interesting. The contrast they use between the uh, the Amazon's island and the Earth. What did you guys think about that? I thought it was very a powerful difference.
0: Yeah, the Amazonian lighting on Themyscira was very was very warm. The color was very warm, very, very, uh, had a lot of depth to it. And the color and the lighting used on Earth, or, you know, outside of Themiscara was very neutral, a lot of blues, very, uh, cold. Um, and, uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was a very subtle thing for them to do. I mean, even when she was finally accepting her, her role as a, as a hero on that, on that, those two trenches that that empty battlefield with the gun they didn't change the color mm. it was still a very morose moment it was still a dark time and she was dealing with a bunch of imperfect humans uh so yeah the, the that the music was was very uh by the by the numbers but i still love her theme oh no it was good her theme is particularly good uh han zimmer i feel like has been kind of yeah. foaming it in Uh, as it goes on, but that theme is still with some of his best work. I I love that it's not like it's not it's not it's not anything other than this is pretty bitchin'. Like this is a bitchin theme. It's not like this is a a great theme for a woman or a great theme for a man. It's just a good theme. Mm -hmm. It's just a badass weird electric cello being scraped across a thousand
1: warm knives. I don't know. It just it sounds super cool. Okay. That was that was a very colorful description. Yeah, and if we're talking
2: about production values, I do want to give a shout out to the costume
1: design. Oh yeah, that was a yeah.
2: Because I mean, we saw like Linda Carter, you know, we saw like what Wonder Woman was when brought into reality, and it was it was she was she she dressed like a pinup girl, right? Like we the uh, inspiration there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then to see this and have her literally be like in Romanesque armor was spectacular and then even just the details like Wonder Woman's costume is Wonder Woman's costume it's obviously going to get a lot of attention and I'm very glad that it was combat ready and even she she like in her like fish out of water haha ha scenes oh, yeah like getting dressed she's like how do you fight in this this is dumb yeah Right. Yeah. Your clothing is dumb. Yeah, I talking I like about it. the ribcage yeah. skirt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when then go shopping. Yeah. But then to just go back like to them training in on the island okay. and things like that. Like even even the joy that I felt when I noticed that a lot of the archer Amazons had breastplates on their left mm-hmm. side to like protect them mm-hmm. from bowstrings. Like it's a little it's it's a little thing, but it's I feel like costume designers don't always yeah, they don't get, get the amount of attention yeah. that they deserve because, like, the amount of research that went into that and the amount of sort of attention to detail and joy,
1: and just
0: and just mm-hmm. basic logic, you know what I mean? Because there are so many films where you'll see the costume design is completely out of place, completely without any thought put into it. So that even of the four, five, ten team members that were on the project said they should have protection from the bowstring. Mm-hmm. And implemented it yeah. is great. It's just a lot of attention to detail, a lot of like care went into the project.
2: And even just like the heel situations. Now I'm not entirely. You can correct me if I have misremembered, but I feel like it was the heel on most of the footwear was no more aggressive than on a combat boot,
0: exactly. which has
2: like a one inch heel yeah, on right. it. If you've ever worn
0: them, but he, the f- to be to, for the listeners, he yeah. said one inch heel. But then showed a three-inch <laughs> yeah it's space three-inch heel yeah is right. a
1: one-inch heel about three
0: inches long.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know how to measure things. <laughs> yeah, all right. Jeez. So. Just giving him a ribbon. So I think we're all in agreement that
0: Wonder Woman was a great movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think I'm. Ex- we can all say that we're excited to see the at least her interactions with the other heroes in Justice League. Uh, although I, I do worry about how they're going to handle her. And I, I, to be honest, I worry how they're going to handle Batman
1: and Cyborg and well, The Flash. Yeah, Cyborg in particular has almost no development at this time, right? I no, mean, yeah. He looks you just some, see a video. Yeah, like he's just part of the end of uh, Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, and
0: he's in some of the trailers now. But he, but out of, out of the characters that are not already introduced in Batman versus Superman, The Flash has gotten the most trailer time. Well, it's because he's got his own TV show. Well, it's not, not the same flesh, but I, yeah, I can see the carryover being the crossover. I so, um, and I guess we don't really we don't normally do a lot of news stuff, and this will also be way out of date, uh, but Josh Whedon had to take care of reshoots for uh, uh, Justice League oh. because Zack Snyder's daughter passed away. That's right, yeah. yes. Um, and I know, so I don't want to spend any time commenting on whether or not we think the reshoots will be an improvement out of respect for Zack Snyder's loss. Uh, and he'll never fucking hear this, but I really hope that he's in a better place, uh, and that he's finding some solace there, and that just because we all think, uh, however we think about any of his movies, you know, doesn't mean that we would want anything like this to happen. Of course not. Uh, so, uh, whatever whatever it's worth, we're thinking about you. Um, and moving on to a less somber note. I uh, have found out that Adam and Steve don't like butter or American happiness. They- what? what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I Where did the, that come from? Well,
1: I think it's the truth. It's the I popcorn. This I, is the it's popcorn. The pop- coming this is back. the popcorn situation. Oh, Okay. Well, first of all, I didn't feel well. I didn't want any popcorn. Okay, okay.
0: Adam, you're excused from being a nod. You're excused. You're still still a patriot, Adam. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa. whoa. Hold on. If I can, if I can, Senator McCarthy for a minute. Um, (laughs) Would you state for the record your feeling on movie theater butter on your popcorn, sir?
1: I have a lot of friends who are butter.
2: Do you yourself sympathize with movie theater butter?
1: I've read a lot of their literature.
2: If I were to offer you popcorn now with movie theater butter on it, would you accept it? Yes. Would you enjoy (laughs) it? Marginally.
1: No, so we're talking about butter. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so I mean, I like butter, but it can be overdone at times. I mean, the most un-American thing I do to attack my the uh, the m- American happiness that Brent said is bacon. Bacon and I are not friends.
0: Oh wow! I mean, I think bacon is a hit or miss thing. For yeah, me. it's a it's a
1: definitely a mood. It's good on some things and really bad in other others. I agree. I think that the idea that you throw bacon on everything is uh yeah. Is, I don't. Not I'm not great. into that.
2: To further defend Adam, also he owns a shirt that says I put ketchup on my ketchup what's more American than
0: that (laughs) and he
2: lives by that as a mantra I
0: think the only thing more American than I put ketchup on my ketchup is I put mayo on my mayo oh my god mayonnaise though that's true mayonnaise Yeah. yeah How do you feel about mayonnaise? Oh, I love mayonnaise. Okay, good. So at least we can be friends like on a, on a principle On at level. least a surface level, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you
1: feel about mayonnaise, Adam? Oh, I put it on sandwiches and lots of other things, too. Oh,
2: my God. I dip fries in mayonnaise? I yeah, w- because I you're you a, Belgian, a that and eatin, way. Eden, yeah. I
1: will occasionally <laughs> do that, but I
0: don't... I don't, I don't. Oh, man. I don't Anytime I think it. of it, I yeah. do it
2: because it's so good. I'm but, actually
0: not a huge fan of ketchup. Uh, That's all right. I mean, yeah. it's...
1: I'm I like with s- you. I like spicy ketchup. I mean, there's a huge divide between the ketchup and mustard coalition.
0: Oh, yeah. A hamburger for me, guys, is... A hamburger is a bottom bun.
1: So far,
2: so good.
0: Well, I mean, why are you, the, you laughing? Like what? A bottom, because it's going to be a lettuce witch on top or something. <laughs> no, because a bottom <laughs> bun, a, a beef patty, uh, mayo and or no mustard for sure and or mayo. No, I'm I'm sorry. You know what? I, you see be, all
1: of this is coming in light that brent here is trying to show me, us all the food in, a, let in me, houston let me, let me back it up it's a
0: bottom <laughs> bun it's a patty it's 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 mustard for sure additional you can add mayo and pickles in the top bun. that is it there's, no, there's not even a burger in there no i said i've said, <laughs> said a beef patty i did say I a beef patty. Patty. I okay patty. Yeah. no but it's uh your lettuce your, your your lettuce your onions your tomatoes are all trash they're all
1: extra water i feel like i'm being criticized because i can't eat all the food in texas I'm not saying No, we're that. just talking about burgers. I'm just talking well, about what a burger yeah. is. Well, well, I mean, it's just we got okay. the, the, the they, they don't like all things American. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's no, because you, you came out guns Tex- blazing. That's yeah. not a Texas thing. No, but that's, thing.
2: it's not even butter. It's like a petroleum byproduct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true.
1: It's movie theater butter. It's,
2: it's movie butter. true. This is true. Yeah. Uh, no no true. no! you're wrong also on the burger thing so number one oh toast God. your buns we're, we're, we're really doing oh, this.
0: oh no yeah no toast, no, oh, yeah toast, toast your, your buns i feel okay. like you can toast but it or not at toast that it. level
2: like when it is just a bun mayonnaise on both sides And i'm going to tell you why after i describe the sandwich all right mayonnaise both buns then you put your burger on vegetables have a time and a place i don't need them on the burger i'm a simple man i will add some cheese maybe I will is, add yeah. some like sautéed onions, sautéed kind of mushrooms. So I will. That's an important question. I will if it's a backyard barbecue. Some like cheddar. processed cheese product is okay. I'll yeah, allow okay. it. Sliced it. Cheddar. melts well. Cheddar is good. Provolone is good. Swiss is good. Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack, Jack, is, my a, yeah, Pepper Jack a, is my go-to. Pepper Jack is my. Batch on those, yeah. Um, and then yeah, like sautéed vegetables are good. Grilled vegetables on it are good. Something like that.
0: You've
1: yet to get to a beef patty. Oh, there's a no. Yeah, we we I think we should all just assume that there's a beef patty. Yeah, yeah somewhere yeah, in the middle. What, of what if all of all one of us
0: is a heathen and just rolls in with like a? Here's my black bean burger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, nothing against black bean burgers, but they don't need to make. They don't need. We're, to we're discussing hamburgers. We're talking about meat-filled yeah. hamburgers. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, I'm talking like a medium-rare cooked patty. A top, I thought I said patty too. A top the mayonnaise. You didn't on the bottom bun, on the toasted bottom bun. Okay. Anyway, and then
0: your grilled vegetables. And then you get some
2: grilled vegetables on top. Cover it with the mayonnaise top bun, and you go to town. And the reason that you mayonnaise the top and bottom is that the juices, all the liquids in there, the fat layer that you've created with the mayonnaise will keep your buns structurally sound until you are done eating it.
0: I before, and I'm assuming Adam's going to go before he goes. You have nothing in there to break the savoriness of the hamburger. Why That's do you
2: say that like it's a bad thing? Because
0: you need balance. That's what the mustard is there for. The mustard and the pickles help to cut the savoriness of the hamburger. That's what ketchup does. So you can feel both, like you can refresh your palate you and get I, more savoriness. And it's not just savory on I top think, of savory on top of savory. I think
2: an acidic component is definitely definitely has a place in it. So, yeah, you're right. I have my grilled onions. in No, there.
0: but grilled onions aren't save are acidic. They're sweet. No, they're not. Oh, what kind of onions
2: are you Ketchup is sweet too. Ketchup is the, sweet too, but it has a
0: vinegar component. Mustard true. has a vinegar yeah, component. and, and s- grilled onions don't. They don't have a vinegar component. There's, they're sweet.
1: Well, This is a very. Th- you guys are taking this really seriously. Okay, Adam, Adam go ahead and give yeah, us. Yeah. Tell us your go burger. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and give us your your your, your probably. I, I don't have a very strong opinion about the that's, structure of my hamburger. That's a lie. Uh,
0: that
2: is the most un-American thing we've heard.
0: I think deep down inside, Adam, you have a very strong opinion about whether or not your burger should have grilled mushrooms on
1: it That is the most un-American thing you, you just <laughs> McCarthy'd, be not so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But well, uh, <laughs> anyway, so for me, yeah, toast, you got to toast the bun. That's an important step. Uh, again, cheese is variable depending on what your the rest of your toppings are. But for me, I prefer provolone is my my go-to i put a lot of sauces on there i'm talking mustard yeah. hot sauce barbecue and ketchup i love all of them together at the same time it's an amazing you madman. no i gotta i gotta back out i gotta back the fuck out right now did you just say mayo mustard no 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 mayo right. and mustard do not go. okay so mayo side. no mustard mustard
0: ketchup ketchup, ketchup. I'm barbecue. So, oh, barbecue i'm with you i'm with and you buffalo. and then you
1: added barbecue and buffalo well hot sauce it doesn't have to be buffalo
2: sauce okay but what no (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still reeling from the quad sauce Oh, don't situation.
1: worry, this is, it's offset by other things. I was going to say, this
2: is actually the first sauce layer. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's, and then I, I, you guys wanted yeah.
0: me involved no, in this. No, no, no I know. I didn't want to play your game. No,
1: it's totally fine that you have a but strange am, burger. because I'm all, because I'm all about is, mushrooms on my burger. Burgers yes. should have mushrooms on them. Because Steve delicious. is just as wrong as you are. I, this is all I'm saying. I'm just saying that oh, I'm good, old... because I thought this was a personal choice, and you're asserting your own. But I am... I also prefer tomato. I like a good, fresh tomato on my burger. And with it, I will also usually have some sort of onion on there. It doesn't have to be grilled. It can be. I think the star of the burger should be the burger. Well, yeah, that's why you notice how there's very little else on my burger. Except, like, a
2: bunch of (laughs) (laughs) over-flavor explosions. Which is
1: exciting! (laughs) And almost three times as much as vegetables as me, and
0: two times as many vegetables as Steve. But that's not to say that any of your burgers are... I don't think mushrooms are
1: vegetables. And tomatoes definitely aren't. Oh God! You're getting me on technicalities. Because yeah, tomato- I'm trying uh, to make a pack no, up no, Steve's. It, no, Steve's is to- the one that had the vegetables. Because no, tomato, tomato, is a fruit. It's true. And mushrooms are a fungi.
0: Yeah. W-
1: but like, what would you, if you? I am all about as many flavors as How I. How about can we get. just
2: call it produce?
0: I like tomatoes produce? on a BLT, guys. I'm okay, not going to yeah, lie to you. Tomatoes on a BLT
1: are really good. Really? I- you think that the tea part is is important?
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I could also fucking take the tomato out and just have an LT, and it would taste pretty good, too.
2: I used to make BL. BLTs, but I'm not a big fan oh of God, tea. Oh, you're right. No, I know. I, know. <laughs> I,
0: just, I, did wanna, I didn't want to point out your error. No, it's fine. You need to. Put me in my place.
2: But, yeah. So, I don't usually like tomatoes. I, I have been told that's because I have not often eaten good tomatoes. Yeah, if
1: you get the... Oh, yeah. Bad so tomatoes are bad.
2: Yeah. And that's what I mean is that's the only time I've interacted with tomatoes are shitty tomatoes. I
0: mean, the best tomato is, uh, is a tomaco. A tomaco. A tomaco. Yeah. You know Is what I'm it, talking about? Yeah. I, I little don't. old
2: school Simpsons reference. Oh,
0: God. Oh, wow. It's yeah. a tomato. Like, just
2: there there so <laughs> There's so much Simpsons. But yeah, so I used to make BLTs for, uh, for myself, and it would consist of bacon, mayonnaise, obviously.
1: Oh my god! We're now talking about BLTs. Avocado.
2: Well, yes. this, no, this is great because none of these things you'll notice are part of a BLT I, except yeah, I, I, for okay. the bacon.
1: So far, you've mentioned bacon and then a fried egg.
2: So I pretty much just made an egg sandwich with with, with, with avocado. With avocado, no, it's, not a, it's so not a BLT. So I
1: complete, <laughs> but I would still call it a BLT. I was like, see, oh, I'm gonna make BLTs tonight. You, you'll notice that in my my cuisine there is never lettuce. Oh uh, yeah, lettuce. Lettuce is trash food. Yeah, I I do not like it. It is it, it e- but I like other leafy greens. I, I often put spinach and other yeah. such spinach things. Yeah, is spinach is an excellent substitute for lettuce. Yeah, spinach is great. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. Baby spinach. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the point is, is that... I didn't really have a dog in this fight, and you guys make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> you should not feel bad about yourself, other than right. you're the, not an American. I just and that to know. and that we're wrong. Right? <laughs> so I'm not only un-American, but I was that you're a bad person. I was interviewed about whether I would accept butter literature from the Butter Clan. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there was no talk of literature, Mr. Newhard.
0: I mentioned literature. It's like the butter, butter, butter Scientologists. Big, the big butter. They, they butter. were handing the out pamphlets butter. on the
1: corner. I didn't know what it was about. I it. did
2: not inhale the movie theater butter.
1: <laughs> but I did watch somebody pour it on their popcorn. But in my defense, I did only
0: pour it on a small quarter of. The no, butter. it was a half. It was not a half.
1: You buttered
2: half of your popcorn. It looked sir. like that. You buttered, sir. <laughs> I,
1: do, I, buttered. I do believe you, in fact, said this half is butter and this half I is. I said not. half because it's easier than saying 40% because.
0: Well, well, oh, I like it's not how even your corner is. Yeah, 40%. It's all of a sudden oh. spiking right up. How do we know it wasn't 60? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never catch me.
2: (laughs) but no. Back to our original thing. I actually I take my popcorn from the movies just with nothing on it. You could put like if you sometimes if they have like the shaky salt enough. I I mean, they're already it's already pretty salty. Oh yeah. So the cheddar,
0: I'm, like the cheddar dust.
2: Not the cheddar dust, but like the kettle corn dust is nice. I'll put some. I'll put a little. What l-
1: is kettle corn dust? So kettle corn it's, dust uh, is when you take a whole bunch of kettle corn and you grind it into dust and spread it around. So is just more cases ground up popcorn on popcorn. No, 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 no. no,
0: no. it is a combination <laughs> of
2: like sugar and salt, basically. Yeah, no. It just it cuts the salty. It cuts the saltiness. Me. Yeah also if they ever made a kettle corn that also had black pepper in it i'd be all about it
1: what is wrong with? <laughs> I, I, I have to disagree yeah well, you, you took
2: a you took it. a step over the line like, for oh, me there i was not
0: even on board but i was at least willing to see you off to sea but like now nah, you threw black pepper on it and i'm like you know what i'm out
2: black pepper is amazing
1: black pepper is amazing yeah, but kettle corn i eat it because it's sweet that's what i like about kettle corn
2: I like the sweet and the savory together. Yeah, but, pepper yeah, but you don't secret. like my flavor it's
1: explosion spicy. burger, so I doubt you. I, doubt I mean, you.
2: I would eat your flavor explosion burger. I don't have anything against your flavor. I would flavor.
0: cut it in half and look at it. Also, you're wrong to say a burger should be medium rare.
1: What? I, I just go it, straight. Who said that? This guy.
0: I did.
2: Oh, I, I did that say part. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so from like a what food is it safety perspective, yeah, that is me, that is well, well done. Medium
0: well. No,
2: oh my god. Oh no, you've what, never lived. Medium live.
1: well? I mean medium well. I'm sorry. You just no. medium is is the highest. Okay, you go. fine. Medium. There you go. But you don't go. Wow, medium Wow, we back rare. to tell. Let's see if we get down to medium rare. I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't want. I just don't want any pink in the burger. No, saying. you're wrong. Medium has a little pink in it.
0: Medium would still have some pink because in it. Because it's ground beef. That the surface area yeah. of the beef has been exposed yeah, to so literally anything, everything.
2: But it's so much better. Guys. Also, we have this thing called an immune system, and I have eaten enough undercooked meat, that I'm fine.
0: I really, I really look sorry to, to all of those, those with autoimmune diseases. I really look forward to feeding you some raw chicken tonight and watching. No, you no, 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 no! Whoa! And watching you fucking shit your guts up for the next twelve. Why would you watch that? that?
1: But, I mean, raw chicken is. Come on. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> that's not the same thing as a medium-done yeah. bird. Right. That's like,
2: oh Adam, I see you enjoy drinking clear liquids. I can't wait for you to drink bleach.
1: I'm going or formaldehyde to, while we're I'm at it. I'm going to grab a bunch
0: of medium rare burgers. I'm going to cut them open. I'm going to scoop out the rare parts of the burgers, put them onto a small burger that is just now a rare burger <laughs> in the sense that it's all raw. But then it's not a you. medium rare I burger. I don't care. It came out of a medium rare burger. First well, see. I mean,
2: if it's cooked correctly, the interior is still heated to like 160 yeah, degrees it, it Fahrenheit. Kills it kills so, the,
1: the bad thing. Because,
2: I mean, you think about it like tartare is raw meat.
1: Right, and a lot of sushi is as well.
2: Yeah right so as long as it's pr- as long as it, uh, good food safety standards are adhered what you re- to
1: yeah but what you really got to worry about it's not beef it's it's chicken it's and chicken pork it's chicken
2: and it's pork if yes you, sir if
1: you if you mess those up yeah you die like that's there's nothing fun about that it's like
2: that. brain parasites and stuff you don't want
1: to mess with that and with that this has been another episode of <laughs> We End With Our Very, Very Fun Conversations About How Do You Build A Proper Burger.
0: If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Bored Goose. If you uh, fuck up how to spell that, you fucked up. I don't even know if that's my catchphrase anymore, but I, I, I just did it like that because now I'm, I'm particularly hungry. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve, where can they find you on the internet if they want to find you?
2: I've left a series of instructions for the man or beast that kills me to find my internet presence and leave me Twitter comments. I also don't have a Twitter, so that is actually the first step in the list, is they have to make a Twitter me. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to tell one of these other yahoos that I should make a Twitter, because they have something really important to tell me, uh, and then maybe then I will make a Twitter. You can also
0: find me on Instagram at boardgoose. Wait. Sorry, it wasn't my turn.
2: I... Where else can they find you, Brent?
1: In Houston. In Houston. (laughs) Adam, where can they find you on the internet? That's the problem. I have a very low presence on the internet. Usually I just say, talk to Brent. And you can also email me at... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my I, God, I, I'm just
0: interrupting everyone because I, I realize that I'm in the room with the two other people that don't have an internet presence, and I'm like, oh God, I'm the only one who's part of this outro. Yeah, so
1: just give it to him. Anyway, yeah, all, just, all requests go just, go,
0: just go to the website where you found the podcast and send us an email through there. I'm sure yeah, that, that, one that'll there. Do. And also, uh, make sure to put in the subject line either Adam or Steve is a douchebag.
1: Well, you can, you can freely interpret to not have the douchebag component. That's as but long as you a... have Adam or Steve in the subject
0: <laughs> line, so I know to
1: give forwarded out to
0: them
2: oh yeah why don't we just we have a website that can already handle all this communication
1: load why have we yeah why 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 are we taking this on ourselves (laughs) the fuck up and we're out